in a world that has more than enough information and noise. Is it even possible to truly anchor ourselves and have peace in a scattered world? Hi, this is Pamela and Mary, and we are a mother-daughter team who span two generations but share one message. We will delve into what it looks like to be fully integrated, body, soul, and spirit, and will bring encouragement and hope all along the way. We get it. Life is hard. And let's be real. Hard doesn't even begin to describe it on some days. But we want you to know that you're not alone. And not only that, we are here to come alongside you and cheer you on as you walk out your individual storyline. So join us as we journey together and laugh, cry, and everything in between. Welcome to the More Than Enough podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to the More Than Enough podcast. Hey, Ma. Hey, Mary. It's nighttime. We don't record very often at night. I know, I know, and you don't hear any children screaming in the background. Or I don't, anything. I don't. Yeah, I know. It's and, amazing. And Dad's feeding the guys French toast, and Ooh. I just smelled it, and I'm like, okay, I <laughs> you can't. want some French toast? Yeah, but I, yes. I shouldn't. Yes, yes, we can tell people we really, really like breakfast food, like a lot. Yes, we're a family that loves breakfast food and is on the search and hunt for like the best pancakes ever. And I took my mom out to breakfast when she was in Kansas City for pancakes because we thought that they looked amazing on the pictures. Yes. So yes, we were yeah. lured by the pictures. Yes. Yeah. Don't do that. Whoever's no, listening. Don't, don't do that. Don't don't be tricked. Anyways, we will not say the place, but we were disappointed and sad. Um, but yes, we, yeah, we always say yes. Another life, if we just had all this time, we would start an amazing pancake restaurant because they yes. don't exist. I'm yes. sure they do, no, but we don't, don't know about them. No, we don't know about them. <laughs> yes. Yes. So thank you so much for listening today. We have been talking um, a lot about stories and as we even start the year and move into the new year, we just want to bring in stories even more as far as our stories, your stories, um, other people might be coming on to share some of their stories and, and just the power that comes with sharing truths alongside a story and how powerful those two are. So in light of that, we're going to be continuing on this topic, but today we're going to be talking about how to engage others in their story. And we, I think it was episode 14, we talked a lot about uh, listening and what that looks like. And I do feel like a lot of that will overlap, but we're going to be a little more specific today as far as how do we enter in when someone is sharing their story or a part of their story and how to ask leading questions to help them walk through parts of their story. I think that's a really good question. Of course, we did talk about listening and body language and things like that when we're in a conversation. But, you know, sometimes for me, I think, and, and this may be constricting how I see things, but I would say that what is ministry? What is that? I, I mean, to me, every single time you're with another person and they're sharing anything of their heart that's meaningful to them, I, I find that that is what ministry is. It's every time you're in front of someone and you're being present with the person in front of you. Like you're just, on a radar. You're with another human being and you're looking into their eyes and they're sharing all kinds of emotions and even intimate things that maybe they regret that they just did that. Yeah. But I think the point is, is, is that, you know, th this isn't like a sales pitch. We're talking about your own curiosity and your own desire to bless someone else by being present and listening. 
And with that comes some things that we think are helpful if you're not used to that. I've maybe said before a time or two that my husband has pretty developed ADD, ADHD. And so, you know, being present in a very purposeful way is something he has to work very, very hard at. Sometimes it's painful to him and you can see how painful I'm it only, is. I'm only <laughs> laughing because I'm like, what is pretty developed ADD? I'm trying know? to say it in the broadest way. Very developed. I mean, it is mature. <laughs> it is full grown. The fullness of the fruit <laughs> has come through. He's, he's 69, turning 69 next month. He'll be 70 next year. It's hard to believe. But yeah. in all this, I think, again, what's our heart for our relationships? Right. You know, I hate to always be analyzing everything. But I think the question is, you know, what real fruit will come from this person you're looking at and you're having a conversation with them if you're checked out, if you're literally like not even listening, if you're not at all being connected with them or the Lord in that moment? I mean, what's the point of it? What are you going right. to gain? What are they going to gain? And I don't even know how this thing works in eternity. But if it's not motivated by real love and connection, unfortunately, it's not super helpful to anybody. So right. I think just starting with the idea, how about in 2024, that you think about intentionally that little three-year-old who's talking to you, Yeah, you know, that you try with everything in you to say, okay, I'm going to be present for one whole minute. Wait, who's the three-year-old? The three-year-old is your child. Your child. Okay. Yes, Wait. because... <laughs> Because what I'm Wait, saying are we talking is about that, somebody's face to face in front of us. We're imagining them as a three year old. Nope. Nope. Oh, no. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. So what we're talking about is who's ever in front of you, okay. whether it's your three year old child. Got it. Your peer age related husband. Okay. I'm glad I clarified that because I didn't know if you were just saying imagine whoever's sitting in front of you. I, that's like good a because and that, that you. is what I said. And that, <laughs> so glad you corrected that. Okay, so we're all on board. Right, we're all on the same page now. We're talking about who's ever, whoever is talking yes. to you, the person in front of you at the store line who's being very agitated by you or by their child or anything. The point is, these are all opportunities to be present with the person in front of you. Yes. And to, you know, really to be able to have a moment of influence in that person. I think the more that you're walking out of and trying to exercise the love of the father and the love to his creation. I think if you really see people as valuable and that they're important, whoever they are in front of you, I think if you see them that way more, you're going to be able to attune faster. Yeah. So I'm just saying, let's consider that in all your relationships and every person that you're sitting in front of. So I, I would just start with that. Be very present. Yes. Be very present and see this time as valuable. Yeah. And I'm just saying, I know people with ADD, that's a little bit more difficult because their minds are spinning. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. you know, this is something that you can sort of bring to the forefront, like this person matters in front of me right now. So that's, that's one of the things I think is yeah. pretty important. And body language is going to definitely give way to that. You know, that eye contact, yes. you know, that leaning in. But I think the bigger thing is love, that, that you yes. really come to the table saying, God, let me love the person in front of yes. me for 30 seconds. And I, I don't know, that's that I feel like God gave me a lot of that naturally because I'm really engaged to everything they're saying. My mind doesn't wander when I, so yes. I know that's not How nice for you. I know. Yes. 
<laughs> well, good for you. Yeah. So anyway, that helps. But if you don't have that, I would just say like everything else, invite God in. Yes. Invite God in. Yeah. That's the first thing. Your turn. You name something. Yes. No, I think I think absolutely. I think the first thing is us being present. Uh, that putting our oxygen mask on first before we're helping someone else. How how attuned are we right now to the Holy Spirit? Yes. Is our mind just wandering and spinning? Then we're not going to be able to help someone else engage yes. their story or uh, process through things. So absolutely. I think that is first foundational. First piece is making sure we are present and attuned to the Spirit and like, okay, Lord, whoo, I was spinning. Help me like to just anchor myself in you right now at every moment is a moment to turn it around. That's the yes. saying we have in our house. Every moment is a moment to fix our eyes back on Jesus, pivot and start again. <laughs> Take right? a breath. Yes. Take yes. a breath. Right. And so it's like, okay, Lord, even I mean, I'm saying like even when someone is sharing their story with me, uh, let's say maybe they've shared it 25 times or a version mm-hmm. of this story maybe. Mm-hmm. And and I'm my head's already spinning or just like so frustrated. And in my head, I'm just saying, Lord, help me to be patient right now. Help yes. me to listen in. Yes. Help me to see, is there a different part of this story that I could highlight? They're clearly uh, stuck in this story. Yes. Um, how can I help them walk through this? How can I validate them and speak life over them? Yes, yes, and amen. I haven't done it to this degree, but there's times when I'm which doesn't happen often, but sometimes you could actually excuse yourself if you're in somebody else's house or in your own and just go to the bathroom, into that room, and you can breathe right in there. You can ask God for direction. You can even splash cold water on your face. Right. There are things that we can do that are so small that can help us to awaken at that moment and invite God in. So yeah, I think being present is a huge one. Yeah, the next thing I would say, especially if we're talking about somebody who is sharing a part of their story or something specific, a circumstance or something that happened in their life, that's very difficult, that's painful, that's hard, and they're sharing this. Now, maybe they're sharing it and they're kind of uh, minimizing it. You mm-hmm. you hear it in their voice. They're laughing about it. They're yes. like, yeah, and yes. this happened. Yep. I think that is a, a very common thing. And you'll even hear it happen in a room and it's almost kind of like, oh, how do you, you know, how do you address that? It's a little awkward. And mm-hmm. they're kind of just said something kind of hard or painful, but they just kind of brush it off. And I would say, obviously, use discernment. Is, yes. is it the time or the moment? Is there a bunch of other people there? Right. But if it's a moment that you feel like I'm going to take this a step further, yes. I'm going to actually validate what they just said. Instead of saying, oh, that was awkward. I'm just going to jump to another topic. What if you actually leaned in yes. and acknowledged what they just said? For instance, I've actually seen you do this a lot, mom, mm-hmm. uh, where somebody will say something like, yeah, that was super hard. Oh, my gosh. Um, when my husband left me or, yeah, that really was a really sucky part of 2020. Uh, and then just laughs. And I yes. heard you say something like, that must have been so painful. Yes. I can't imagine how hard that was. Like, wow. I mean, what else was going on at that time or, or, or whatever context yes, it was, but you're yes. leaning into that pain and maybe giving them even the tiniest twinge of validation, yes. of feeling like I can feel this because really all that just comic relief and just minimization is just covering up for pain. Absolutely. It's just a coping mechanism. And yeah. so, um, yeah. And again, I, I like what you said, Mary, I can be in a room. We are a very tight group out here in the Asheville area. 
we've been together a long time. Some of us all go to different churches. But I would say that uh, that's a group of women that sometimes we can be in a lot of us in the room and we can say hard things to each other. Yeah. That's a rare thing to find. It's a rare thing to find. So you want to remember that most of the time when you're in groups, even validating something can be difficult un- unless, you know, you can be very tender and gentle. But I yeah. would say, especially when you're alone with one, two women together, sure. I think that it is definitely more appropriate at that moment to be able to just acknowledge what they just sure. said, yeah. you know, like the way you just r- referred to that. So, yeah, I, I think that that's, that's something to be very aware of because you can just keep going along with the humor and a conversation for only so long until even if those of us who don't necessarily work in mentoring or counseling others, the fact of the matter is you're going to realize. And so what are you going to do in that moment? And I think it may feel awkward to you, but just to pause and just to lower your voice and maybe lean and just touch their hand or their shoulder. Yeah. And right. be very present with your emotions to say, I'm so sorry. And I, and again, I think this has to come from authenticity. Yes. Have you been present those 5, 10, 15 minutes before this part of the conversation? And now you're deeply connecting and you're actually present in their pain at that moment. So that, yes. that mirroring or that modeling in that way. Again, I didn't learn these things by techniques, but there's a lot of them out there. But God's been faithful to give me those things, just what felt natural to me in the Holy Spirit. Yes. And I think that asking questions when you're feeling awkward, when you feel like, oh, I don't really know what to say. They just said something a little bit heavy. And maybe you said a follow up with like, oh, that must have been really hard. And then you're just like, I got nothing. You know, yeah. um, uh, that must have been really hard. Okay. Uh, now what? Right. Right. Um, I think even having just some some questions. We talk about tools in our tool belt, something that you can just have out there that you can quickly just have in your back pocket to throw out there. And and again, yes, being genuine and authentic, but really sometimes it's like, yeah, I, sure. where do I go from here? What do you say from that? And if that doesn't come natural to you, I know a lot of people and a lot of friends I have, they're like, I really do care when I'm talking right. to somebody, but I really don't know what to say next. How do I engage them in this story? And I think a great way is to to ask leading questions. So they just said, oh, my husband just left me a couple years ago and that's been really hard or and he kind of laughs about it. And then you have a follow up of saying, yeah, that must have been so hard. Yeah, yeah, it was. OK, now what is something what is another follow up question? Right. What is something that you could just take that another step further? Again, this is where the discernment comes in. Yes. Do they do they want to go there? You'll know very quickly. Yes. Do they want to go there? Or are they immediately shutting you down? That's where kind of looking at their body language, being yes. attuned to what's going on. You don't yes. want to just press it. Well, what did they feel? What <laughs> what happened? When did your husband leave? <laughs> I mean, we need to be really sensitive yes. to what's going on around us and very sensitive to their body language and what they're doing. Yes. But again, I think some of these questions, that's what we call them leading questions, because it can lead them of like, hey, maybe they wanted to walk in this door but they didn't know how. And now you're letting them and maybe they're not ready and that's okay. Exactly. But at least in their heart, they knew that you had this open door for them ready to walk through. Yes. Yes. I think that's an absolutely great point because this relationship may be new to you. Sure. And um, so I think that's especially important then 
and sometimes even with people we're close to, we can take liberties that maybe because we're very familiar, there's a familiarity between you and a closer friend. So I think you always have to be a little bit careful about that. But I do think if it's on anything that's hard, that's what we're talking about right now. That is, I think you want to really lean with tenderness. That's a word that I think of and gentleness and even your tone and body language is showing respect and honor for where this person's at and what they're talking to you about. Again, this could not be a story from long ago. This could be what their husband did last night. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so it's super, super present right mm-hmm. now, right here. I think one of the things that comes to my mind when you were saying about the open-ended questions, I just want to tag off you and f- finish this and just say, probably the best thing is just to try to avoid you know a lot of yes and no responses. Did it happen like this? Da, 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 da. Yes, it did. Oh, asking more open-ended questions like why, when, how, what yes. is going on. So yes. I, I use those for my writing. I use those for everything I do because they're just getting a different vantage point of the story. Yeah. Those are always pretty good things to lean into. They're right there in your back pocket. And what's appropriate in context, it, it's you put those two things together and you'll usually be able to come up with the next thing if you're stuck. Okay. So just to clarify, I, I love that. Um, the, yeah, the who, what, when, where, why. We never knew we were going to need that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I love that because you're getting them to have to think about it. Yes. To have to take some time to, to process it. And you're giving them the opportunity. Yes. To talk through this if they would like to. Yes. And this is just to add to that. When somebody shares their story, even a small, small nugget of it, I think we've all done that to some capacity. And afterwards, we're like, oh, my gosh, why did I say that? Why did I share that? Even if the person was really kind about it, we're still like, oh, my gosh, I shouldn't have said that. That just what was I thinking? We're feeling all of those things to some degree, some people way more than others. So something you could even do just using your own discernment of the situation, if you're somewhat friends with this person or You might not be able to do this with a stranger, but if you have any relationship with this person is sometimes after that afternoon or that evening, I'll text them Mm -hmm. and say, thank you so much for sharing that. Like that was so encouraging and so Mm life-giving and basically just validating them because maybe what you think of, I'm not sure I should bring that up again. Um, Maybe they don't even want to talk about it. If they even brought anything up at all. That shows that they did want to talk about it to some yes, degree. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, so you bringing it back up not only validates them of like, oh, okay, you, it wasn't for nothing. You actually right. thought it was, it was life-giving and, and you don't just think I'm crazy. Yes. And, and number two, it shows that you weren't just uh, buying time and saying words. You actually cared. And now yes. you're thinking about it later. Yes. And coming back on another yes, way to back swing around. around. Yeah. yeah, I think you've stolen all my last ideas. Yeah. But I do think I do think that that's a very powerful as a way to, you know, close that loop, make them feel they could feel insecure themselves. But I've definitely had times where I feel like, oh, oh my gosh, why did I say that? Just because I am more vulnerable today. I used to not feel that as much, but I do more the older I've got. So there can be all kinds of... Re- reasons why we walk away feeling a little vulnerable, but we have to remember they open their heart. They may be feeling a little vulnerable as well. And so I would say 
to add to what you just said, Mary, is that I think it can happen on either side. So I think the person who's sharing can walk away feeling like, why did I even say that? Yes. And then I think the person who's, is, who's trying to bring life to the conversation, I've walked away feeling like, I shouldn't have said that one thing. Why did I say that? You right. know what I mean? Right. And many times this just happened to me uh, two nights ago. I'm sharing with someone I, who's almost a stranger to me. And I add this piece at the end. We're exchanging and it's so life-giving. And she's basically a stranger to me. And then I feel this need or desire to add this other piece and sort of just speak into her life through a text. As soon as I hit send, I'm like laying there in bed and thinking, I don't even know this woman. I just said things that I met her once and I'm feeling like these could be something important but you know of course i didn't hear from her last night i didn't hear back she'd been responding instantly like oh my gosh why do i do that and then you know i get a text this morning you know just so thankful so thankful that i spoke those things so i think you have to remember in this whole life of relationship and being vulnerable saying things about yourself or listening to things from others This is where trust can really be built. This is where life can be dispensed. It's risky. Yes. Some of you out there are saying, I I can't, I don't do those things. And I I haven't really told anybody my story. I meet so many people who've never told anyone their story. But I would say, just remember that this is a vulnerable thing. People can regret secrets that they share. People can, who are giving advice, and second guess themselves. Remember, part of that is the work of the enemy to just destroy anything that's beautiful and lovely and good in terms of being life-giving. So that, just to remember, it can happen on either to either party. I want to add a couple more quick things, and that is, you know what, especially if somebody said something hard or difficult, or if they're showing extreme emotion like crying or anger, you know what, it is okay to pause and sit in silence. They feel it. They know they need a break. They know they need a moment. And you just by, again, mirroring in your face that I care right now and whispering maybe a word here or there, just sitting in silence. We don't have to keep filling the gap with more words. We can just take a step back and pause. I think that's super important, particularly when something hard, really hard has been shared. But lastly, I just want to say that I think if you get in the habit of this, when you're having just conversations, uh, let alone where where there's any kind of ministry involved, I think you want to sort of wrap it up at the end with, you know, just uh, what you were just saying, Mary, where we kind of show gratitude, whether you do it right then or you send them a text later. I try to almost always do this because it is a real honor that they're sharing with you, right? It's private. It's personal. And so I think sort of just saying they were so glad that they shared with you and just give them a word of something good of an encouragement to end on. And if it's, if it's relevant or possible, you can offer to pray over them. I didn't used to do that near as much. I thought the truth statements were more important than anything, but I lean much more into just praying over someone at the end. So just sort of close that. So they feel like it's full and like you're you're kind of naming the good things or one good thing, I, I think just to kind of walk away when this, they're into their story, but the time has run out, just quickly say something encouraging. 
and, you know, and maybe offer a prayer. It can be very open, very, very vulnerable. If you've just opened yourself up and the time, the bus is coming, you just got to go. I mean, really in 10 to 15 seconds, you can just speak a blessing and a short prayer. So I, I think that's helpful, especially if you've gotten into the deep end of the water. But try to watch your time too. It, and, and I start almost every meeting now. If it's already, if it's not a strict appointment, but even if it's with someone I'm close to, you know, how much time do you have today? What's, what's your limit here? Right. And um, so that you can kind of know you're not holding them hostage because you didn't realize or recognize that they were on a time frame. Anyway, just little things right. to make things yeah. go to be more positive and so that you're, you're anticipating some of these things. Yeah, I think that's such a great piece of advice is no matter what happens throughout your conversation, this could be they're just sharing a small portion of their day yes. yesterday, giving you a window into their life that happened uh, a week ago, and you're just bearing witness to that and acknowledging it, and then they're ready to move on. They're ready to go on. That's so good. And so that we don't, we're reading the room, we're tuning to where they're at, so that we're not trying to dig deep here and be like, whoa, how did you feel about that? Yes. I'm feeling better now. Can you calm down? <laughs> so we're able we're able to read the situation yes. and to pull back when we need to and press in. But I love that what you're saying is at the end of the day, even if we feel like, oh, I don't think I did that quite right, or I think I pressed in when I should have backed off, right? whatever it is, that just ending it with just something of like, thank you so yes. much for sharing your yes. heart, or that so encouraged me. And can I just pray for you? Or maybe can you pray yes, for me? exactly. Um, or just whatever we feel like in that moment. Yes. Um, because it's not a formula. We say that a lot. There is not a formula no. to this. This is human relationships. Yes. When we're listening to people's stories and engaging with others, there isn't. I mean, yes, there's all sorts of books of how to win friends and influence people. There are real tactics and real strategies that are very helpful. Yes. They really are, especially if this doesn't come naturally to you. But true love and genuine connection cannot be counterfeited. Yes. And so no matter what, if you're like, I got nothing. I don't know what to ask. Just being present, just looking into their eyes and mirroring, like you said, what they're feeling and, and not just doing it out of a formula, but genuinely feeling connected yes. and caring about them. This, that will come across. Yes. And that will make them feel seen and heard and validated. And isn't that the goal of it all? Yes. And amen. And, and we can really run with these uh, because we have a lot of compassion for someone we don't even know or for our friend. But I would say, everyone listening today, remember, remember, remember that the people you live with in your own home yes, love when you listen and attune with them as well. Let's yes. not be just lavishing people outside of our home with this and not practicing in our own homes. I know it's not easy, but I know being married 46 years, my husband would Definitely testify that me doing that with him has been the greatest, greatest kind of person speaking into his life in his whole life. So we can bring a lot of healing even into our own home by doing these same things with people we already love. Yes, that's so good. That's so good because bringing it back around, a lot of us that have kids or teenagers or roommates or spouses, it's so easy to just either feel like, oh, I've heard that story mm -hmm. or to... Or to feel like we have to give advice, uh, not just our two yes. cents, but our, yeah, a hundred cents of what we think about that situation exactly. or what they did. And we do talk about that a lot in our episode of listening 
about how to just listen. Yes. Um, and I think that's a great one, too, for people that feel like they always have to give uh, their two cents about a situation or, well, that reminds me of this, mm-hmm. um, and always feeling like they have to talk yes, and give their input and their advice and how there is so much power in just listening 100%. and just listening. So, yeah. so we just encourage you today that if you feel like, ah, I'm not very great at this or this doesn't come naturally to me, that the Lord really has given you everything you need yes. to be present and to love well. And that's really all we're talking about yes, here. Yes. And that's really all that God has required of us is to love others well and to stand with them in the midst of their pain and their heartache and to bear witness to that and to ultimately take them to Jesus, to pray with them, to love them. Yes. So we just encourage you this week when someone starts to share their story or just a part of their day that you would just lean in. And ask the Holy Spirit, how can you be just even 1% more engaged and more present and just see what happens and how they respond to you in that? I think you'll be surprised and you'll also be blessed. I find that when you engage and be present and listen to others, how blessed you actually are. So we just bless you and encourage you this week. We would love to even hear from you as far as ways that you've done this. You can even message us on Instagram of ways that you have listened and engaged someone's stories and how it's been a blessing to you in your life. Have a wonderful week and we will talk to you again next time. Thank you so much again for tuning in to the More Than Enough podcast. We are still busy behind the scenes setting up our website, but for now, if you would like to stay up to date or follow along, you can follow us on Instagram at Girls. That's A-M-E-S-G-I-R-L-S. We know that because we're a newer podcast, one of the best ways for people to find us is through reviews. So if you would take just a few minutes and write us a review on Apple Podcasts, we would be so grateful. Thank you so much again for joining us, and we look forward to chatting it up again with you next week. Have a lovely week.